Good afternoon, everybody. It is Thursday. I feel like it's a Friday. It's not. It's a Thursday. Welcome, everyone, to today's session. We're just, we are, again, we're just a little bit early. We're just going to wait for everyone to come into today's session. So let's make sure we're setting everybody up for success. First things first, phones. Let's make sure our technology, because this is the thing that's stopping us from doing good work. All of your phones. Let's get your phones out. Flight mode only. Zero distractions. Let's minimize the technology while we're using the technology. I'm sure that's some sort of oxymoron happening right there. And also making sure we've got a drink available. We're just waiting for a few more people to turn up. Just seeing if I can, how many people I can see here. Just gonna give it a couple more seconds. Make sure you've got pens, paper ready. I'm gonna be sharing a couple of different ideas and, and models here to really help you get that focus while you're working at home, make the most of it, and make sure that this technology isn't holding you back, um, and that we're not using it or having to create an obstacle which we're not paying attention to. Because it's very easy to get lazy with technology, but it's the same models that we use in physical, uh, in working face-to-face -face as it is working with the technology, it's the same models we're using. And when we apply them, rather than getting lazy because the tech takes that, that effort out of it for us, so we think it makes it easier for us, we have to reapply those models with more vigor and more focus to get the best out of them. Let's give it one more minute and then we're gonna fly into this. Pens are ready. Woo Brilliant, so we're in. Welcome to the Sticky, Sticky Learning Lunches. It's MBM, the home of Sticky Learning. I'm just gonna take the screen share off. So we've got that up there. Home of Sticky Learning. So we are soft skills provider to the UK grocery and manufacturing industry. And these sessions are 20 minute micro learnings in these interesting times that we've got. And these are gonna happen for as long as you need them while you're working at home and, and you need these, the, these tips and these ideas to help you get the best out of your environment, the best out of your situation, and the best out of yourself, so you can be the best version of yourself. Today we are looking at technology. And actually how it's holding you back. We're not gonna to talk too much about the tech side. We're gonna talk about how we work our way around it. So what's the tech we've got? The first thing we need to make sure we got is a decent laptop. And we talked a little bit about this in space, making sure it's ever elevated so you can see it so you're not constantly hunched over and it's not pulling you and pushing and putting pressure on the wrong parts of your spine as you're working because that pressure is going to cause pain and that pain is going to cause distraction which is going to stop you from doing good work even a small amount of pain over a long period of time is going to cause a, a depreciation in the value that you can add okay so let's be aware of this elevate your laptop get comfortable mobile phones huge distraction i've got mine there i'm aware of this we need to be aware that it takes about 20 minutes for your concentration to fully engage in what you're doing and every time that you get a ping a beep and a buzz your concentration is going to go back or that, that that timer for maintaining your concentration goes back to zero in a snap and it takes time to pick up again so every time we're going into a meeting, we're having a conversation, we've got pings and we've got beeps and we've got buzzes, or even having this conversation with me, every time that happens, your concentration is going to drop. So again, it's causing a barrier to that movement. The other thing that I wanted to point out as well is getting a booster. We talked about this a little bit before about building the space. 
I've had two boosters. The last one I've got is from BT. It's amazing, okay? Because the moment I shut my door, the moment I change the location of my laptop, I'm cutting off the, the reception for my Wi-Fi. So unless you've got a cable, you need to be mindful of this. So this is as far as we're gonna go into the tech side of this, really. And I didn't wanna go too deep on it because I know the tech side and the space side can be very technical side of things, okay? Just diving into that first part. Now we're gonna break down a couple of models that are gonna help you do this. How many people here have meetings in their diaries back to back? You can see some yeses and no's. Let's see this in the, in the questions box. How many people have got meetings in their diary going back to back? Me, yes, okay. Who else? Yes, come on, who else? I plan a break in between. Sean, you're a wise lady. On occasions, yes. How many, and this is right now, we're working at home in this space. How many people, when they were working face-to-face -face in the office, had meetings back-to-back? -back? And I know the answer is going to be the same. You don't have to answer that one. When we're working face-to-face, -face, we have this kind of, this, this misnomer in our head that we can finish this meeting at 12 o'clock, and then we can walk across to the other side of the building and be in the next meeting at exactly 12 o'clock. It's not going to really happen, is it? Because what happens is the meeting you're here may be with someone really important. You finish that meeting, but you finish it late because they've got things to talk about and you want to wrap up and you don't want to seem rude to rush away. But then it takes you another five minutes to get to the meeting over here and you turn up to the meeting 15 minutes late. Now, if that meeting is a one-to-one -one or a coaching session or a developmental conversation with one of your teams or, or a member of staff, and you're turning up 15 minutes late to that session, what are you saying to the individual? Open question to you guys. What are you saying to the individual if you're turning up to their one-to-ones and to their developmental conversations and you're turning up 15 minutes late? What are you actually saying? Correct. What else are we saying? You're not important to me as one, definitely. How does the person feel when we do this? Yeah, absolutely. You're not as important to me as the person, the previous person. You are not my priority. Your time is not as important as mine, exactly this. And we do that face to face. And then what we do is we rush into the meeting and we say, ah, I'm really sorry I'm late. I was with so-and-so and we were talking about this and the person goes, ah, oh, it's okay, you know, it's absolutely fine. And in their head's thinking, no, it's not. You don't value me or my time. So we need to start thinking about actually how we plan our diaries and how we plan what we're doing. Now, the reason I say this is, because it's even easier to fall into this trap when I'm sitting on G, uh, blue jeans or Zoom or Teams or whatever it is and I'm having a meeting with this person, I think I can press this button and I can press this button and I'm gonna arrive exactly in the right time. But we don't because the meeting always overruns because we structure it um, without, we don't put the elements in place to make it work. The other part is, what we're not doing for ourselves is actually giving ourselves a chance to decompress from the previous conversation. So if you're in a, a really important meeting with a customer, a client, your senior management, whatever it is, and you're sitting there and you've got loads of actions and you've got all these thoughts racing through your head and you're going from meeting to meeting, on a scale of one to 10, how likely are you to forget some of those elements that you needed to make sure you were taken away if you're rushing straight into the next meeting. One being not at all, 10 being absolutely gonna forget some stuff. 10, 10, eight. One, 
seven. It's about making sure we're completely on point. And we need to give ourselves a little bit of breathing space to decompress so that we can make sure we've got that thinking square in our head so that then when we walk into the next meeting, we're not carrying any baggage from the previous conversation. So when I walk into that meeting room at 12 o'clock, because that's the time my one-to-one -one starts with this person, I'm walking in there and making sure that I'm focusing on them. Because when you're having a one-to-one -one with someone, when you're giving someone feedback, when you're doing a coaching session with one of your team, who's the most important person in the conversation? Open question for you, them, 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 always. So if I'm walking, <laughs> oh, sigh, just to be difficult. So when you're walking into that meeting and you're still carrying baggage from that previous conversation, when you're walking in there late, you're always telling them that they're not the most important person, it's all about you. So the first thing that we need to do when we're looking at these parts is set up our agenda. So we're gonna use a model You can see that. No, that looks terrible. Ace. So the first thing part of Ace is the agenda. We want to set up our agenda to make sure that we've given ourselves enough breathing time to actually go into the next session. You do not have to book every single one of your meetings from 9, 10, 11, and so on and so forth with zero breaks, zero gaps. Give yourself small intervals. And in fact, when you're using meeting rooms, small trick, actually book your meeting rooms off time, off hour. So you don't book them at the hour or the half hour. Book them at 10 past or quarter past. And it may make your outlook look a little bit clunky, but you'll find that people only book to the hour. So even if they overrun by 10 minutes, you're not going to be late getting into the room because you booked it at a quarter past or 10 past. And actually, if you finish your meetings at, at five past or 10 to, sorry, five to or 10 to, you know you're going to overrun anyway, so it will run until the next meeting. It actually just gives you a few minutes to then play with to make sure you get in, you've got the right mindset to finish your meetings, move into the right one. The other part of agenda, so is booking the right time is number one. Especially when we're using Zoom or whatever, when we're booking our, our meetings in Outlook, is making sure that we are setting a clear agenda for those sessions. And I cannot tell you how many training courses there are out there just for this one piece of information. It is vital that you are giving people the right information before they come to the conversation. I have, uh, I've been guilty in the past of having half a conversation in my head and then when I go and speak to that person, I drop into that conversation halfway through, even though they weren't physically present for the first half. So when we book the meetings, we make sure that we've got a clear agenda of what's going to be spoken about. We do this at MBM, Making Business Matter. We make sure that those sessions, we have a clear agenda. If we haven't got one before we go in, we make sure the first thing we talk about is what we're going to talk about. And we make sure that we keep it on point. Five minutes of booking that into someone's diary gives them actually uh, a whole world of opportunity to come to that session and deliver good content. So making sure you actually document or write an agenda before or at the beginning. The second part of ACE is to capture. So make sure that you're capturing what the agenda is, you're working out which one's going to come first and who's going to document that stuff so the actions are really clear. Super easy point on this. 
not about making making sure that you've got um, a note take or someone taking notes all the way through but what the action point was what's on the agenda and who's got the agreed action that's it super quick the last part though of this is to evaluate he says checking the time when you get to the end of the session don't think that the your meeting when it, if it finishes at one o'clock you play up to one o'clock and then you do all your niceties and your tune wagging and your chatting and then you know, whatever it is afterwards that then causes the session to draw out aim to finish your meeting 10 minutes before you're actually due to walk out of the room that then gives you enough time to evaluate what's going on and then you can ask some key questions about the meeting about the conversations about the approaches about the way the the feedback or the or the coaching was delivered or the way that the meeting was facilitated and we can go into this so i'm going to go really very quickly for a model that i teach as part of the coaching i'm going to leave the ace up there so we can see that still it says so this model is called 3d 3D thinking leads to 3D mastery. It's as cliche as I can get. So the first thing that we want to do when we want to do an evaluation process, and you can do this with an individual about their sales performance, you can do this with an individual about how they handled a client conversation or how you handled the meeting. And you can do it with yourself or you can do it um, with someone else. So the first D is to deconstruct. And we ask some clear, objective, open questions. What worked? What didn't work? That's it. What are you working on? So this would be the meeting that you've just had. What worked? What didn't work? Splendid. So now we're starting to see the, the, the two elements here. The second D is the design. So we want to work out what do we want to bin? keep or tweak what do we mean by this well now you know what worked and what didn't work the things that worked keep doing them it's quite obvious if it's not broke don't fix it and the things that didn't work we need to take those things and make some adjustments to them as einstein said you know the definition of insanity is to keep doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting to get a different result by doing this model we can create two very clear pools of information of actually how we can improve things. When we see those two things, if it doesn't work, get rid of it, bin it, stop doing it. If it does work, keep doing it. And if there's something that kind of works, but maybe needs an adjustment, tweak it and then try it again. Out of this, we then start creating actions. What are we gonna do? What do I get rid of? What do I repeat? What do I keep doing forward? The third step is always an action step, is deliver, do it. So we've seen what works, what doesn't work in these meetings and in these conversations. We've analyzed it, what do we bin, keep or tweak? And then we've had a look at it, we now know what the next action is. So the next time that we have the meeting, the next time that we book in our one-to-one, -one, we can then make sure that we put those things in place to make sure that this meeting is really on point is delivering the right information is engaging and helping us to take those forward steps which is going to push us forward 
and help us deliver, especially in these testing and challenging times for our businesses, for ourselves and for our families. 3D thinking leads to 3D mastery. D, deconstruct. D for design, D for deliver, just do it. And that's how you can evaluate any situation. I know I've used this model previously in other companies. I've also called it the 600K model as well because I took one team from uh, 1.6 million to 2.2 million in six months using this model. And it takes less than 10 minutes, three times a week with each of the individuals in your team to get those sorts of results because you're continuing to create those compound improvements over a course of time. Very effective, very powerful, and very quick to use, especially in high-paced environments. Splendid coaching model to use. That was quite high-paced today, and I wanted just to drop some key information there and give you some structures in, in how to improve certain situations. So I was also put on here, use the smart sheet. Instant sharing, no ambiguity, trackable, easy access to all. Absolutely. So you can even document it on, on smart. You can take the 3D model, put it into an evaluation sheet and start preparing that and, and start reviewing that stuff very quickly. So when you get to the end of your online meeting to your session, is using some of those coaching questions to get the best possible view on what you're doing that's going to help you get a better result. It's very easy to say, oh, we've got some new technology. Oh, I've got Zoom. It makes it easier to do this. There is a challenge that it makes us lazier. And when we go into these conversations, when we're using the, the, these new equipment, it's still the frameworks of the coaching thinking of the leadership um, methods and, and ideas that are going to help us um, to continually improve what we're doing, not just get reliant on the, on the tech and the software and the apps that get added on. Very similar to the stop, start, continue. It is very similar to that. And as I was saying, when we use the stop, start, we're making sure we're highlighting what works, what doesn't work. Then looking for those bits we want to adjust, and then we're making sure that we're taking action on it. And the, the challenge that I've seen with the stop, start, continues is often we use those as part of the 360 feedback mechanism or a yearly review potentially. And it becomes a nice to have and a bit of a box ticking. Whereas this, when you've done on point, you're creating action and you're setting a clear intent to get that action and make it move. I went at quite a lot of speed today. I was keen to get as much of this information to you all as possible. What's been useful from today? I'd love to see what's in the chats so far for today. What's been useful from what I've covered? And how's it going to help? Absolutely, focus on continuous improvement. The focus, and I also, when I'm teaching this as well, Colin, it's the focus on continuous self-improvement. This is the model that I use on myself on a daily basis. When I'm doing a podcast interview, when I'm doing these sessions, I then go into that session, reflect, what did I include? What didn't I? How do I make it better for the next one? 3D model for my learning interventions. Absolutely. And when you're working with an individual um, for yourself or someone else, just using this, 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 this framework to hang the conversation. Both models which can be used really simply and quickly to make positive change. Absolutely, Sean. Amazing, they are super easy. When you're setting your meeting up, make sure you've got your agenda in mind before you go in. Give people the, the ability to prepare. 
so they can bring the best to themselves. Very often when people don't have this, they get stuck um, and they won't have all the answers because sometimes people need to reflect and build up that momentum before they get there and you're giving people the opportunity to do that. Capture, document what's going on and then evaluate how you can make it better for the people in your teams. Do carry long, don't, yeah, don't do, uh, do or don't carry long dead weight that doesn't work. Don't be afraid to tweak or leave it. Absolutely. It is imperative that something we, we, we find ourselves going down the wrong path, the wrong track. And as human beings, it's very often that we are afraid to admit that maybe we, we went the wrong route and that we need to maybe backtrack. Often though, we don't have to backtrack and it's like a spider's web. When you see all the, the, the spokes coming out and you see the connecting bits of web, often when you've gone down a track, you don't have to come all the way back to the beginning. You just take one of the loops across and go to the next track and keep moving in the direction you wanna go. What it does take though, is the ability to admit that maybe you did take the wrong action. You may have failed, you may have learned and you just keep moving. Home is a new canvas, but we also need to look and see if I am the best I can be, always. It's very easy to get potentially complacent or to sit back and, and not take those actions, definitely. Last one I can see on here, really excited to use this with my team to encourage a whole team mindset shift, agreed. Please test it with them. Often, and we're gonna talk about this next week, so the other thing I wanna, drop in with you people if you have not signed up for next week next week we're going to be looking at the grow coaching model start to finish monday to thursday um, sarah's going to share the link for that in just a moment monday we are going to start with goal setting and how to use the the coaching cards the, the, the coach um, the coaching cue cards that we've designed at, at mbm so how to use some of those questions how to set goals and some of the importance around some key mindsets around goal setting that we don't always know or we don't always get taught. So I'm gonna teach some of that on Monday. So if you can get the link for the goal setting next Monday, make sure you're signed up. Who's already signed up for Monday? Let's see who's already in there. Uh, what else have we got? And the other thing, the reason I say that as well, um, Sean, is we think that coaching has to be 60 minutes in a room with somebody. It doesn't. Coaching can be, three questions in 10 minutes. Coaching can be one question at the printer because coaching and developing people is as much a skill set as it is a, a knowledge, as much as it is a behavior. So when we coach people, it's coming up with the right questions and having them available so we can develop those people around them. Ah, good. And this takes 10 minutes a day, three times a week, 10 minutes a day, each individual phenomenal results. Spider webinar analogy, thank you, Ivan. Appreciate the, the feedback on that. All four, good. Appreciate I'm looking forward to seeing you there, Colin. Not yet waiting for the link. So the link, I think, is gonna come up. It's already at the bottom there. Sign up for Monday. Make sure you're in that room because we're gonna be talking about coaching skills. Thanks for the feedback from today. What questions have you got about the models, about the approaches for me right now so I can help you strengthen these results that you're getting? What questions have you got for me? He says, while people are typing that, as always, we've talked about the coaching cards, the mental health cards are now available. I know that some of you have already bought them, very grateful for that. Also, 
want to be talking about the, the virtual classrooms that we also share. So some of the longer um, courses that we can deliver through MBM Making Business Matter, also going to share the link for the virtual classroom. So if you've got teams, if you've got businesses that want to develop these skill sets, then we will provide the link. Go and have a look at the virtual classrooms, see what's appropriate for your team, see what support your team needs. And maybe it is some more in-depth knowledge around working from home. Maybe it is some mindset shifts around how we approach our work and, and goal setting, these sorts of things. Have a look at the virtual classrooms. If they are of benefit, click through. Let's have a conversation. Questions? So what advice would you have to not spend too much time on design and end up not getting actually actual doing? Good question, because a lot of people get caught in the analysis paralysis thing where we go, oh, let's go and get all the data, let's get all the design part and not take the action. That's why it's always only ever three steps with me. The first part is we want to do that part of what worked, what doesn't work, and get the headlines. The one thing, if you're working with a group of people, is maybe ask them, tell me one thing that did work, boom. Tell me one thing that didn't work, boom. We just get singular answers. We kind of, we funnel the responses. Design, okay, so based on those two responses you've given me, what do you want to bin, keep, or tweak? Well, that didn't work, get rid of it. That did work, okay, I want to keep doing that. Okay, well, how do you do more of that? What else could you include that's going to make you take more action? So rather than getting lots of, um, lots of answers and spending a lot of time in those responses, we funnel the individual down, including ourselves, into one or two responses, and then we work on that for 24 hours. Then we go again, then we go again. Then we go again. And over the course of five days, 10 days, 15 days, you'll see that compound interest of the personal development uh, kicking in. Are there any questions which would be used within the deconstruct in 3D model? Three questions. And that's how that's why what's what keeps it so focused and intentional. The three questions, and they always start with what, and we'll cover a little more a bit more about this when we look at the grow coaching model. What are you working on? So you're super clear on what the thing is, you, you know, the, the element you want to improve. Especially if you're in a sales environment or a training environment, what's the one thing you want to work on today? So if you're working in contact center, it might be your handling time on your calls. It might be um, your sales ratio. It might be your quality on your phone call or your, your dispatch, whatever it is. What one thing do you want to work on today? Great. From the last phone call, from the last dispatch, the last order, whatever it is, the last team meeting, what worked? That's question two. What worked? Document it out. And on the other side of that, what didn't work? So we just ask three questions and keep it super focused. We don't want to go in and start drilling down too much. We just want to get really clear answer. The part that makes it really, uh, another part that makes it really work as well, so it's making sure you, your, your teams and people know that you're going to do this. So I'm going to ask a few questions that really focus down on, the, on a single improvement on one element and, and teach people the model, share it with them and, and preface to them, signpost that you're going to ask a few pinpoint questions just to make one small improvement because I want to help see where we can make this better. I want to see where we can get a better result as a team. I want to see how I can better lead you or coach you in order for you to get more successes for yourself. And I'm going to use this model. And I'm going to use these three questions to start that off. Very welcome. Absolutely appreciated. What other questions do we have right now?
steely silence. We'd love to get your feedback right now. On a scale of one to 10, how useful was today's training session? One, not at all. 10, magnificently so. On a scale of one to 10, how useful was today? 10, eight, good, nice spread. Six, thanks I for your honesty, I really appreciate that. 9.45, nine, another barnstormer. Thank you, Colin. Good. Thank you very much for your time today. Um, really appreciate your input, appreciate the engagement. Have a look at the coaching cards if you haven't already. Have a look at the virtual classrooms as well. Please make sure you know if this stuff is gonna help you, your teams, your businesses right now, and we can come together in that conversation, let's do that. Super important that we're helping each other out here. Have a phenomenal rest of your day. We haven't got a training session tomorrow because it's Friday. We are gonna kick this off again on Monday. So it's the goal setting part of the Grow Coaching model on Monday. I'm looking forward to this. I'm very passionate about coaching and leadership development and looking forward to seeing you all there. Thank you so much. Have a lovely rest of your week. Have a lovely weekend and I'll catch you all on Monday at one o'clock.